Hello and welcome to yet another Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. My name is Tiago and today's topic will be how to perform at the highest level as an indie maker. I noticed that you really enjoyed my last episode where I kind of summed up all the lessons I've learned as an indie maker for the past two years and I want to do more of that. I've been noticing that the number of downloads of this podcast has been kind of reducing just a tiny bit. So since I noticed that there was a bump with the past episode, I kind of assumed that the content that you would like to listen more, uh, you're tired of my blabbering and just speaking about multiple topics. So now I'll test this. I'll try to focus on one single topic, one single or a couple of lessons around that topic. And I'll still, don't worry, I will still just speak about whatever's going on in my life and my feelings, but I'll try to wrap that episode structured in a way that it's around one single topic. And today I'll try to basically share my experience and share a little bit more about how I structure my day as an indie maker and what things I've tried that worked really well and things that I tried that do not or did not work. So now what what does it mean to perform at the highest level? I know it sounds that we are like athletes uh, or we do some kind of sport that we, we do football, basketball, If you think about it, a football player or a basketball player, they structure their life around their sport, right? The way they eat, the way their mindset is, uh, the way they train, the, I don't know, even their friends. Everything is around sport so that they can perform at the highest levels, break records and win games. It's kind of the same for other professions, right? I mean, if you think about it, being an athlete is a profession and being whatever you're doing, being that, I don't know, an accountant, a lawyer, uh, indie maker, a developer, a designer, whatever, that's as well a profession. And like the athletes they, that structure their day so that they can perform at highest levels, we should do the same, right? And we kind of do. We kind of guide our life without even noticing sometimes around our profession. We try to sleep this amount of hours. We try to maybe do some studies and and organize our life in a certain way. And as an indie maker, I have no structure. Or I mean, there's no structure that is demanded on me, right? If you work for someone else, uh, there is kind of a structure you need to follow, right? They this company already has a structure. You need to start at a specific time. You have this amount of meetings. You have this time to go to lunch. It depends, of course. There's a few companies that are more flexible, others that are a little bit less flexible. Nowadays, with the remote work, everything is changing. But when you are working for yourself, then you are your own boss. I mean, of course, you are somehow bounded by the meetings you have or your clients. I don't know if you have to do a lot of support or whatever. But in my case, being a SaaS that doesn't need me to operate, right? It's not like I'm a freelancing that I need to exchange my hours uh, of work with money. No, I can just be asleep and PodSqueeze is making money. It's running. And fortunately, we don't have that much support to be done. So I can, and I I normally try to be quite free. So, yeah, I'll I'll try to basically share a few tips and tricks, things that I've noticed that works, things that i noticed that do not work. And be aware that this changes for everyone, of course. And uh, just because it works for me doesn't mean it will work for you. So maybe I'll just start by going through my day 
Uh, and uh, I kind of will try to touch on the points that I think really work really well. So first of all, I need to say this, and probably if you are an old listener, you already know, I am a night owl, and João, my co-founder, by the way, is the same. So this means that I like to work late, and this has been like this for since I can remember. And so I guess this is my first lesson. Do not necessarily try to change the way your body and your brain works. Because being a night owl is really something that, as a, as a kid, I remember uh, when my parents were trying to, I don't know, put me to bed and say, hey, tomorrow you have school, you need to go to bed at whatever, 9 p.m. I couldn't fall asleep. I couldn't. Even if I was super tired, my brain was just going around with ideas and it was a pain. And I really didn't like going to bed and sleeping because it was a source of stress, right? I don't know if you ever felt this, but when you're just like laying down and you have a bunch of ideas, but you want to fall asleep and you're just like thinking about falling asleep and because of that you don't fall asleep and it's super stressful. Yeah. So the moment I was able to somehow dictate my own scheduler, schedules, I decided that, yeah, I kind of accepted that I was an night owl and I would study like during college, I kid you not, I would study during the night until like 5 a.m., 6 a.m. and then go to bed. And this worked for me. So I'm a night owl. This works for me. Now, for example, it's 1 a.m. and I'm recording this podcast. So I normally go to bed at around 1, 2, maybe 3 a.m. When I get too excited with a project, I tend to work a bit later. But I notice that after 2 a.m., really, my performance goes down drastically. So I try to go to bed around like 1, 2 a.m. And then I try to sleep eight hours. I think everyone has their own amount of hours they can sleep. For me, what I noticed is that 7, 8, or like even, yeah, 7 to 8 hours is completely fine. Six hours is also nice. Five hours I can, I can handle. Less than five hours, it's really a struggle. For me, it's a struggle. So um, if I need to wake up early, I always try to, to, I don't know, guide my sleep so that I sleep at, at least more than five hours. But in general, I sleep around seven to eight hours. So if I go to bed at, let's say, two, I end up waking up at like 10. Uh, if I go to bed later, I wake up a bit later. What I'm trying to do now recently, to be honest, is I don't even set up an alarm clock, which is so cool. Like, I don't know, like, think about it. When was the last time you went to bed and you didn't have to set up an alarm clock? Okay, maybe at weekends, but like during the week, it's so cool. So, uh, yeah, normally we do, when we don't have meetings in the morning, and since my co-founder is also like a, a night owl, we almost never have uh, meetings in the morning. So I just, you know, let my uh, body sleep. And I just, you know, I have the blinds a little bit open and here in Portugal, because it's really like there's a lot of sun, I tend to wake up with a natural light, which is really cool. Then uh, one thing that I've been doing that really works for me, and this kind of looks like uh, those uh, bullshit um, lifestyle guides. It's not. I'm just saying exactly like what I've been trying and for myself, it works. I'm not recommending. But cold showers is something that really, really helps. So very often I just wake up and the first thing I do is just like get into the into the shower. And I just opened the fully cold water. And again, granted, I'm in Portugal, so it never gets that cold. I tried doing this in Germany, and it was much, much colder. Uh, I still did it. And that has been, I don't know, has some benefits. Has some be a few benefits for me. Um, first of all, 
Uh, I still, I don't know about this, but like it, it's, they say that boosts your um, immune system, which um, to be honest, I haven't been sick since six. Well, I haven't been six or five. <laughs> I haven't been sick since I started doing this. Uh, I started in the beginning of the year, so in January, uh, my partner already got COVID and a cold. In the meantime, normally I would always catch uh, as well from her, but this time I didn't. So I don't know if it's helping or not. A few things that I know that that is helping. First of all, um, it's much, much easier for me now to tolerate cold, which is really good because here in Portugal, the water, when you go uh, for a swim in the ocean, it's really cold. So this time I was able to enjoy the summer and going to the water without, you know, shaking and doing all of these crazy dance that people do before getting into the water. This time was super chill. And as well, um, what I've noticed is that there's kind of a mind mindset change when you start doing cold showers because you start seeing life as a succession of cold showers, you know? Things that you do not like to do, like doing an awkward phone call or maybe going and wait in line to do something, whatever. These are things that are annoying and your brain kind of says, no, don't you don't want to do that. But because you already did the cold shower, you know, yeah, it won't affect you. It, it won't damage you. It's just a cold shower. And uh, I don't know. I started to adopt that, that, um, that mindset because I started doing this. So I do this and then I just grab a coffee and I do not eat anything. Um, I'm doing the intermediate fasting again because I also wake up kind of late, right? If I wake up at around 10, 10 30, it's okay for me just to have lunch. So I do this as well because I'm as a indie maker that spends most of his time just seated in front of the computer. I don't move a lot, right? You know that I also do sports. So twice a week, I, I like to do Muay Thai, which is really intense, but still like twice a week, it's enough, but it's not a lot, right? So if you eat a lot during the day, you will not, these two days of exercise won't compensate. Uh, plus, sometimes I just you know get lazy and don't go. So um, what I try to do to reduce a little bit my um, calorie intake is doing the intermediate, in, like the intermediate, inter, inter, whatever, like this fasting. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. So I only I try to have like two meals a day. If I'm really hungry, I'll have like a little snack, but it's like lunch and uh, uh, dinner. So yeah, and I try to be really productive while I'm just like, I have my coffee in the morning. And that's just really something that I enjoy. Sometimes I go for maybe five minutes to the balcony before starting to work. When it's sunny, it's really nice. I'm drinking some sips of coffee and then I get to work. So I tend to like check my emails. One thing that I've started to do now and really work is to focus on coding in, in the morning. So if I get a coffee and... I don't know, my brain is rested. I just had like a sle I slept for eight hours, whatever. I can focus better, I notice, in coding and this kind of uh, tasks that require a lot of focus. So I try to put a few hours of that in, in the morning and I'm like while I'm drinking my coffee. And uh, after that, I just, you know, have lunch around like whatever, one. And then if I'm a bit tired, I tend to like focus on other tasks. Now, the food you eat, that's something that I also noticed is really important and, and it's really, I don't know, it can change your productivity a lot. So here in Portugal, I don't know how most people do this, but we tend to eat a lot. That's crazy. Yeah. So the normal meals here in Portugal, before I, I went to Germany, uh, that's what I used to do. So that would be the breakfast, right? And I don't know, for me, it's cereal. I love cereal. Now I'm trying to like control, but like 
before you'd be cereal then you have um lunch and then you have like a snack and then you have dinner and then sometimes you have something before going to bed like so people in portugal they just eat a lot and it's not like a little bit it's not just a little bite uh, a typical lunch here in portugal would be to go and have like either fish or meat and then some alcohol like i don't know beer or wine so I felt that if I had this kind of meal, I would feel really tired and sleepy. I don't know how people are productive. So for me, what I've noticed is that if I try to reduce a little bit the food I take, so, you know, in a way that I'm I'm satisfied and I'm not hungry, but I'm not like packed, I'm not super full, that really helps because this means that I can just relax a little bit, I'm having a bite, and then I can just restart work without feeling sleepy or tired or whatever. So that really helps to just eat a little bit less. And another thing that I've been trying, and it's it's really good for me, is, I don't know if you have the same, but especially for us developers, or like if you work with your laptop, your entertainment is like in the same place as your work, right? So uh, Twitter is one tap away, or like whatever, YouTube is one tap away. So um, one tap away, <laughs> like in the browser. So... When I'm working, and I notice this a lot, like if, especially if I'm coding and I, I have like a little hiccup, uh, something that I don't know how to fix, I just immediately, sometimes without even noticing, I just open Twitter to check like for a notification. I need this dopamine. And sometimes this gets really out of hand. Uh, I'm doing this every, whatever, five minutes or 10 minutes. So it's really, really frustrating. So there's two ways that I found that really help. Um, one is instead of doing that, instead of like opening a tab or instead of like, I don't know, uh, zooming out to some whatever part of the web, I just get up and, and go to the kitchen or I do some like little minor task. For instance, I go to the kitchen and there's a few I don't know, dirty um, dishes and I just clean one or two plates. I don't need to clean all. I don't need to do like a big test that will take well half an hour. Just a test that it will take me two, three, five minutes tops. Then I get back. And I feel that this works really well for two reasons. First of all, I've, I'm actually doing, you know, the dirty dishes. I'm doing the tasks uh, from my house. So I'm, I'm really productive. It's not just time that I'm wasting. I feel that I've achieved something. So I still get this dopamine, like the same, same dopamine as, as like going to Twitter or something. And then I feel that once I return, I get to focus. And, and sometimes I'm able already to just like fix these problems. Um, by the way, still in the, the coding moment, mode, uh, I don't know if this happens to you, but when I'm coding and I want to somehow structure a new feature and I, and I need to understand, because when you're like coding a feature, there's so many things, right? Uh, you need to understand... Um, how are you going to introduce this in the code? How the user will see the feature? What's the usability? Well, whatever, a lot of things. And sometimes I'm just like looking to the laptop, trying a bunch of things, <laughs> writing down on ChatGPT. But it really works to just go for a walk or just lay down and think. Try to structure my ideas. Sometimes just grab a piece of paper. And, and if you do this, so instead of just like immediately try to solve a problem, immediately try to code, if you take some time, to just think and structure the ideas and, and try to imagine how you will do this, then it's much, much more productive. Then I can just come to the laptop and I know exactly what I'm going to do. So I also sometimes combine this with walks. 
So again, if I'm, I don't have any training and I want to control and burn some calories, I just go for a walk. Uh, for me, uh, it needs to be a walk. I, I don't know. I've heard a lot of friends saying that they could just like go for a run or swim and they can think. For me, no. If I'm doing something that requires a lot of energy, I cannot think. <laughs> I'm, I'm very like one side. I'm not, I cannot multitask at all. But if I just go for a you know chilled walk, there's a park nearby, just go. I, it's really good for me to, first of all, um, take a step back. Sometimes I'm just too zoomed in into a problem that I don't see a solution. So I just step, take a, a step back, see a different perspective, and it's easy for me to just think on solutions. So this really, really works. If I have a more complex problem, so something that is not maybe around coding, something that is more about, I don't know, philosophical or about my my life. i give you an example. Uh, there was a time where João, my co-founder from uh, PodSqueeze, when he first started, we first started working together, he was a freelancer and he kept his freelancing uh, clients, of course. And for a while it was fine, but then at some point I started to feel that it wasn't fair. And I told him this and I felt like, yeah, at the same time, he didn't agree. He said, like, hey, Diago, like, I'm doing my job with PodSqueeze. I'm working like 12 hours a day just so that I can have both. Like, why do you care? And I didn't know the answer. I was like, yeah, true. Why do I care? But this, I, I know that this was bothering me. So one thing that helped uh, to overcome that uh, from my side, I understand why this was bothering. And it helped me before uh, in other occasions was to do some meditation. So meditation uh, for me really works. Uh, for solving problems and, and for like relaxation. But for solving problems, what I normally do is just I lay down or I just go to some comfortable place and I put guided meditation on YouTube. Just go and search 10 minutes guided meditation. You put the headphones on and you just go through the whole process and you just hear and, and you relax and you take deep breaths. And this is really good for relaxation. If you're feeling stressed, sometimes you just there's so many things going on in your life, whatever. You're really feeling stressed. Your heart is pumping too much. It's really important to take a step back and, and relax. And this guided meditation is really good for that. And sometimes what I do is after doing a few deep breaths and being able to calm down, I let my brain, you know, wander to this scenarios to these situations they are bothering me so that's what i did i i lay down out and i was thinking about like hey why am i bothered with the fact that you know joan has a freelance gig like is it a matter of trust is it so i was like by doing a bunch of questions and being relaxed i was able to like really pin down why i was feeling like this and i was able to fix it i kind of realized that i was not trusting him and a possible solution was for me to just know that his, his responsibility is more like branding and marketing. Mine is more product and coding. So whatever he wants to do with branding, I need to trust that is also in his interest to make PodSquiz grow. So just give him your trust. And that really helps. So this kind of meditation, uh, and I, like, I don't do this a lot. Maybe I should do this more often. But in, in these two situations, especially when either I'm like really stressed about something, you know, something, a lot of things are happening in my both personal and business life, whatever, or when I need to figure out something that is bothering me, yeah, meditation really, really works. And I recommend everyone to do that. Yeah. So that's basically um, that part. I, and going back to my day, um, then I work until whatever, like six or 6.30. 
And then when whenever my partner arrives from her work, we just hang out. And then once she goes to bed, I restart and work again two, three more hours until it's 2 a.m. Now, um, there are some things here that is that are really important to mention, which is knowing when to shut down, like when when to stop. That's really hard for me. That's really hard for me. That's something that I'm still figuring out. And I don't know if you feel the same, but there's more tasks than hours in the day, for sure. There's always work to be done. And it's almost impossible. Or like I, I don't remember the day when I finished one day of work and said, like, yeah, there's nothing to be done. Like I've done everything. Especially when I'm in the middle of like a big task. Like now I'm I'm working on like introducing video clips to Pod Squeeze, which is like a huge task. And I know that the only thing between me and having this task done is my time, like my work. So it's really hard for me to say like, okay, let's stop now. And another problem, which is not really a problem, but it's like, I love my work. Indie hacking is something that I love. Building products, like it's better than whatever, like watching Netflix or doing other stuff. So it's really easy for me to justify the fact of spending more and more hours and more time working. So... I think this, I, I don't have like an any like proper solution for this, but what I recommend is, is for you to put in your mind that work will never stop, but you can stop. It's okay. So if you have a task or, or something that you know it might take a week or two weeks, just relax. You know you have done enough in that day. Now stop and do and go do something else, something uh, I don't know, go hang out with your family, with your friends, and, and relax, do some sports, whatever. It's okay to stop. I think this is really important, something that I need to put in my, my head. And I was recently thinking and discussing this with a bunch of friends because, yeah, for me, again, I just, I like working. And I... I was recently exploring also other stuff. I was exploring other tasks that maybe were not the most prio for for uh, pod squeeze i was working in the community i was working i don't know exploring some new features for pod squeeze that i f- i found to be like really fun to work but then it was hard for me to justify to myself and and to my co-founder Joel that why was i like focused on that and what i've realized is that as an indie maker i get to do this that's like that's one of the perks this comes with the job the fact that you kind of define your time and whatever you do so what I'm trying to decide now is that, okay, fine, you can define your time, but once you're doing something that is not high prior, at the same time, maybe you are damaging the business because you have like co, co- not co-founders, <laughs> uh, you have like competitors breathing down your neck and saying like, okay, if you are not doing that feature, I'll do it fast and I'll beat you to market. So how do you deal with this anxiety? Great, great question. <laughs> For me, I, you just need to learn, I think, to ignore it. Because it's all about like priorities. When your first priority, at least for me as an indie maker, was to make money. Enough money to pay my bills and to be able to say, okay, this is my job. You know, I can live from this. And I granted, until then, you still need to be aware of your mental health and so on. But I understand that you need to put a little bit more focus on making money. Once you reach that point, things change, right? Because now money, making more money is not the priority anymore. Okay, it's good. You want it but it's not the priority. So now you get to do other stuff. So that's what I'm trying to think now and and trying to put into my head is that, 
okay, it's fine. You're already making the salary. As long as you're making the salary, this is not the most important thing. So you can just focus on other stuff, like stuff that you like. So if I want to explore a new project, a new feature, something that is not necessarily high priority for pod squeeze, but it's something that I want to explore, I want to do, I want to pursue, I'll just do it. So that might be, again, a new feature for PodSqueeze, a new product, but can also be, I don't know, go, going sailing or, I don't know, read a book or do something that excites me. I know that PodSqueeze still excites me as well. Like the challenge of growing the, the, the brand and getting more clients and beating the competitors is something that I appreciate. So I'll always do that as well. But I try not to stress too much about also wanting to do other stuff. I think that's it's really, uh, really important. Yeah, and I think that's basically it. That's that's all. Um, I guess one thing that I've mentioned in the in the past episode is that it's really important to rest. Uh, again, even when you are in the phase that you are still not making enough money, resting is part of the job, really. And this is something really important that you need to put into the, your head. So it's funny because when it's something related to our brains, we don't realize it. But if it's something related to our muscles. We do realize it. For instance, if you go and start doing push-ups, right? You do one, two, three, whatever, 10. And if you cannot do more, you will notice. You'll be like, okay, it's done. Like my, my muscles cannot go any further. I cannot do more. Perfect. And then you rest and you accept it. And the next day you will do more. Maybe you can even work better and do more push-ups. But with our brains, for some reason, we just don't, don't accept this. We are working, let's say, for five, six, seven hours into something and then, of course, we get tired. But then we just want to push and push. And we feel bad if we, we stop working. Even if we stop working earlier, we feel bad. Why? I think it's important to see our brain as kind of as well a muscle. You know, like when you're doing push-ups, you know that you get tired with your brain is the same. So eventually you'll get tired and you need to rest. And when you rest, the next day you'll come and you'll have better ideas, a better perspective on whatever problems you're having, you'll make better decisions and you work better as well. So um, rest is part of the job. As an indie maker, rest is part of the job. So even if you're feeling anxious and, and you think that you need to work more, work smarter, don't work harder. Take some time off, You know, go for a walk, relax, and try to gain another perspective and think, okay, how can I make this better? How can I work smarter and optimize my time and reach my goals? Yeah, that's basically it. Of course, that um, besides that, it's very similar to whatever you know athletes do. If you drink a lot the night before, if you drink during the day, I think your performance will go down. Um, so it's always good to do this with a moderation. At least that's what I try to do. And I try to cut down on everything that might distract me. Uh, so... This is also something I think was Mark that told me this once, and it's really important. Try to avoid the commitments where people are making the decisions for you. Like freedom is your most important asset, like the freedom to decide how to spend your time. So sometimes if you have a client that is, I don't know, asking you to do a bunch of stuff uh, just to gain his or her trust. Let's say there's a client that say, okay, I will pay you, but just uh, let's set up a meeting. Let's do a bunch of stuff that you don't want to do and you feel that it will just be a waste of time for you, just don't do it. It's better to lose that client. It's better to say no than to say yes and just waste a bunch of time. I think it's important to see 
your time and, and, and to attribute a monetary value to your time. And that's, I promise, the last tip I'll give you because this one is really changing the way I make decisions. So I decided to give a value, a monetary value to an hour of my time. For me, it's $60. Why $60? To be honest, is a bit arbitrary. I decided $60 because when I was doing freelancing, I, I was able to get $60 for my time. So I don't know. I just, it makes it easier to think it's $60. So what does this mean? This means that every time you're doing something else that is not, you know, working necessarily, like you are losing $60. So for me, a great example was like, I hate cleaning. Cleaning, I'm really bad at it. I'm bad at cleaning. I don't like doing it. But I know that it's important. Like it's important to have your house clean so that you can have your parents here and they won't like you know nag you or something. So uh, we hired a cleaning person, and it was probably one of the best business decisions I've ever made because now she comes once a week for two hours. I spend ten dollars, ten euros per hour, and while she's cleaning and she does a much much better job than I do. I am working. So you see, my hours, like in these two hours that I'm saving, I'm making 120 bucks and I'm paying 20 bucks for this. So I'm like making 100 bucks. So this is so cool. And, and I, you can apply this to anything, like to, I don't know, edit this podcast. When I have the interviews, like editing an interview takes hours and hours, like five hours. Five hours at $60, it's really like $300, really expensive. So if I can hire someone to do this for like 100 bucks or 150 bucks, I'm making money because it's something that I will need to do anyways. And I, um, yeah, instead of that, instead of being myself, I don't know, instead of being re like resting, instead of working in bot squeeze or, or doing whatever I want to do, I'm editing. So yeah, allocating, when, when, once you like, put a value to your hour, it's so much easier to make these decisions. It's They are no-brainers. They are investments. So think, again, like, I think this is a really important exercise. Think about, like, how much you value your hour in terms of money and then see how many things you're doing that you don't necessarily like and enjoy and you could exchange these things by working more or resting more or doing something you like. And just make this calculation. As long as you're not paying more than your hour is worth, probably it's a good investment. And that's it. That's all the tips I have to perform at the highest level as an indie maker. I hope this was um, exciting and helpful for you. If you have more tips, make sure to send it my way at WBTiago on Twitter. I have my DMs open. And I love to hear from you, really. Like, I answer to everyone. So if you have any questions or any topics that you think I should focus on in the next episode, make sure to shoot me a message. If you want more of these episodes and if you think uh, that this is actually a cool podcast and you want me to continue doing this, there are a few ways how you can support me. One is becoming a member of the WB community. It's a community-only for makers, probably one of the top private communities for indie makers out there. We are based on Slack and you'll meet people from all over the world. You know, you'll get feedback and you'll feel less lonely and you'll be as well supporting this podcast. This costs $10 per month 
And yeah, I would really appreciate if you would support. The link will be in the show notes. And that's it. This is the end of another wannabe entrepreneur. Have a great weekend and see you next week.